And here I am. <laughs> I'm just, isn't that the stupidest thing you've ever seen in your life? That was a collective idea. And so uh, I'm not going to give it away for the rest of it, but each one of those bumpers are going to be different each week as another uh, location pastor comes here. I'll be at a different place each week after this. But we started the series in our own locations. I'm excited about this series. We're talking about faves. What is the, each pastor's kind of favorite sermon? It's, we, we, gotta, we, we marketed it kind of as a throwback, kind of as a going backwards in time and getting that message that you know used to be uh, something that was in your heart all the time. Maybe, maybe it never left. And so in the spirit of throwing back, I just want to just like, how, how many of you grew up on, on MP3? Like when, when you play music, how many of you grew up on like the digital age? Let me hear you. Oh my goodness. It's like, what? Come on, let, everybody just, let me hear you. Give, just give me a hand of everybody who grew up on, on MP3s, digital music. How many of you grew up on CDs? You actually had to put a CD in a, all right, that's a little bit more. Now we're going back a little further. How many of you grew up on cassette tapes? <laughs> yeah. Some people will never know how a pencil correlates to a cassette tape. <laughs> how, how many of you grew up on 8-tracks? Let me hear you. All right. How many of you grew up on vinyl? That seems to be the biggest group in here. Some people swear that vinyl still sounds the best. I don't know. How many of you grew up on a phonograph? I guess we'll see them in heaven. We're not, they're no longer with us. Here's what I love about God's word. It doesn't matter how much time has gone by. It's still just as relevant, still just as fresh as when God breathed it. Amen? And that's what I love about God's word. So we, we may be going back and kind of talking about some favorite things, but God's word is still fresh for you today. And so I want you to know that as we go forward, uh, this is supposed to be our favorite sermons, and this isn't necessarily my favorite sermon per se, but it's definitely one of my favorite concepts to talk about. It's definitely one of my favorite ideas when it comes to God's Word to be able to speak to you today. And, and today, I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk about levels. I want to talk about how we go through life in levels. And when we talk about our relationship with Jesus Christ, everything with God moves forward. Everything with God goes forward. It, nothing about God goes backwards. Nothing about God will leave you idle. Everything God is doing in your life is setting you up, preparing you to go to another level in Him. How many of you are glad that maybe you're not the same person you were a year ago or five years ago, that you're new, you're different, you've been studying God's Word, you've been walking with Him, and everything about Him goes forward? Maybe you're a new Christian, and you have that to look forward to. You have growth to look forward to. Nothing about God tells us to stay idle. And so as we go forward in life, there are blessings that God wants to bring into your life that you haven't even imagined yet. And the only difference is your growth to be able to get to the place where you can handle those blessings that he wants to pour into your life. Let me give you a quick example. My 12-year-old uh, told me recently that he wanted his first car to be a Lamborghini. Uh, and in fact, he said, I want a Lambo. <laughs> so he must be talking to somebody to know the dialect. Um, but yeah, but how, how ridiculous, how irresponsible, would, and for me, how unrealistic <laughs> would it be for me to give my 12-year-old son a Lamborghini as his first car? Now, would, could he possibly grow into the type of person one day that can afford, that can learn how to take care of a Lamborghini? Yeah. Can he now? Absolutely not. 
Uh, in fact, I hope he does grow into the person that can afford a Lamborghini, because then maybe I'll get one too. Who knows? Um, but is he that now? No. What's the difference? Growth. He is not at the level now that he needs to be to be able to hold that type of blessing. And there are things about your life, there are challenges that you're facing now that God is trying to take you through in such a way to grow you into the type of person that is preparing you to go to another level in him. God doesn't waste anything. He doesn't waste a good thing in your life. He doesn't waste a seemingly bad situation in your life. He doesn't waste your tears. He doesn't waste the people that get on your nerves that just don't seem to go away. Everything about God, if you've given your life to him and you have put your trust in him, then everything that happens in your life is God's plan and purpose for your life. You need to understand that. God is more powerful than any other thing, and, and you cannot put your, your life in the hands of a loving God and think that you are just like a leaf blowing in the wind, subject to whatever the devil or whatever the enemy wants to throw at you. Everything that happens in your life is preparation in your life to take you to another place in him. And the difference is the growth that you will, will encounter. And so what does God do? He leads you by his spirit. In the level that you're currently in, in the circumstances that you're currently in, you're currently facing to shape you so that you can grow, so that you can learn to move into this next level and the levels throughout your lives. Second Corinthians 3.17, look at what Paul tells the Corinthian church. And he tells us today, he says, the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is, there's freedom. What do you do when you have freedom? You move. Whenever you're confined and whenever you're restricted, you, you don't go anywhere. You, you're, you're confined. You, you stay in the same place. God put his spirit on the inside of you not to make you stay where you are. God put his spirit on the inside of you to move you, to change you, to make you free, to make you move in God's will for your life. And so when you're living by the spirit of God, there should be freedom in your life. There should be movement in your life. And over time, you should begin to see a progression. Paul was telling the church at Corinth about, uh, about Moses, and he was talking about the Ten Commandments and how when Moses came off the mountain after being in the literal presence of God. Do you remember the story? Uh, he, everybody was so freaked out because his face was literally shining. He was like leaking light, and they, they were so scared. And so they made him put a veil over his face so they wouldn't have to look at him. And he's reminding the people uh, of, of what happened there and what happened back then. And he fast forwards and starts talking about how Jesus came. And how Jesus fulfilled what the Ten Commandments were pointing to. And, and this is what he says to the church in, in verse 18. He says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. And so he's saying, we don't have to, to look at what God did back then with a veil over our face. He says, but we actually get to look almost as if we're looking in a mirror. Beholding the full glory of God. Looking at Christ Jesus head on. Okay? And listen to what he says. And we're being transformed into the same image. So he's saying, when you look at Christ, when, when you look at a mirror, instead of seeing a reflection of yourself, you should be transforming and looking more and more like Jesus every day. Isn't that interesting? When you look at yourself, you shouldn't see your own wants and your own desires 110% of the time. If you're a Christian and you're moving forward in God, he's saying you should be looking and you should be changing into the very image of Jesus Christ. Everything you do, every situation you handle, every challenge that you face, you should be handling it in such a way that represents Christ Jesus in your life. Moving yourself from what? He says from glory to glory. 
Just as the Spirit of the Lord, when you look at the word glory to glory, it's, it means in the Greek this ever-increasing moving forward, this, this motion that's continuing, that's going into something. He's saying that whenever you call yourself a Christian, we should be looking at ourselves and actually see the reflection of Jesus Christ moving us forward from season to season, moving us forward from level to level, moving us forward from blessing to blessing, moving us forward from attribute to attribute, so that by the time we, we reach the end of our lives, man, there is such a transformation that's happened from the beginning. Not sitting still, not going nowhere, but where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is movement, there, there is joy, there is this, this forward progression. We are supposed to be moving from level to level in our walk with God. Can you imagine a college student that's like a fifth-year freshman? Man, we would look at them and we'd go, well, something's wrong with this guy, you know? Go to class, <laughs> you know, do something. I think one of the biggest tragedies in this life is when we wake up one day and we realize that, you know what, I'm more or less the same person that I was a year ago. I'm more or less the same person that I was five years ago. I'm still dealing with the same problems. I'm still handling my issues the same way. I'm still facing the same temptations and still giving in to the same stuff. God wants you to move forward from where you currently are, into a new season of intimacy with him, and in a new season of blessing. And so today, I, I want to talk about four different ways uh, that we can move forward in our walk with God, four different ways that we can move from glory to glory. And some of these are, are kind of concepts that I want you to think about, and it might bring some clarity as to why you're going through what you're going through right now in the season that you're in, okay? Can we do that? All right, let's do it. So if, if you want to move forward, if you want to go forward in God, first thing, let God transform your mind in the level you're in. Now, this, this one is so critical. How important is the way you think? How, how important is your mindset whenever you go into any situation in your life? How important is the way you think? More times than not, we get into a situation in our lives where it's difficult and it's hard, and what we want to do is get out of our circumstances while God is trying to use the circumstances to change the way we think and transform our minds. If you want to move forward, let God transform your mind and the level you're in. What do you do when things get tough? What do you do when it gets hard and difficult? Listen to what Paul says to the Romans, the Roman church in chapter 12, verse 2. He says, don't conform, say conform, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, say transformed, by the renewing of your, what, by your mind. Your wisdom and maturity in God either grows or stalls out based upon whether you transform or conform. The pattern of the world says conform. The pattern of the world says, get out of those circumstances, change them now, gratify my needs now because this hurts and I don't want to go through it. Am I doing that or am I looking through the lens of God's word that says, you know what, don't become weary in doing good, but in due time you will receive a harvest if you don't give up. That's, that's thinking different. I'm going to let God transform my mind through his, through his word. And then the last part of that verse says this, then, say then. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing, perfect will. He's saying that you can't even begin to perceive what God's will is until you begin to let God change the way you think. And so some of us are, have been stuck in the same level. Some of us have been stuck with the same challenges, been stuck with the same temptations over and over in life, and we just can't seem to break it. And we're more or less the same people we were when we first started on this journey, and it's because we're still trying to think about things the exact same way we've been thinking about things. And not letting God transform our minds. I got a phone call recently from a friend of mine uh, who I grew up with. And he called me and it, it really bummed me out if I'm being honest with you. And he told me, I'm getting ready to leave my wife. 
And the bottom line of the call was this. He gave me his long list of reasons, and, and then he said this. He said, I'm not getting what I want, and I want what I want. And, and I, I just said, why did you call me? Because <laughs> I'm getting ready to tell you something you ain't going to like. <laughs> we got to change the way we think about our circumstances, not get out of the circumstances. And God says, if you want to move to a new level in me, if you want to move to the next place that I have for you, if you want to be able to handle the blessings that I have for you, then you have to let me transform the way you think about the current level that you're in. And that is so critical to understanding the next principle, and that's this. The way forward is often through brokenness. And, and that's tough. And that's the great paradox of Christianity. If we follow God, shouldn't that mean that we're not in so much pain? When in fact, Jesus said very plainly, in this life, you're going to have trouble. But he said, you can take heart because of what I've done, because of me. I love Psalm 147 that says, God heals the broken and God binds their wounds. And we get so excited about the healing part, but we seem to forget that somebody was broken. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it's a well-known scripture. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to, to give you a hope and give you a future. And we shout about the future and we shout about the hope, but we forget that when God said this to the people of Israel, they were going into exile. They were getting ready to be slaves. We forget that the, the brokenness comes before the healing. And it seems that new levels comes after brokenness. New levels in God often comes after things don't go so well. The culmination of this, if you think about Jesus Christ, broken, dying on a cross, buried in a tomb. And it was through that brokenness that he would eventually be high and lifted up. It was through that brokenness that he would eventually bring salvation to you and me to give us a hope today to talk about it. To know that we have a place in heaven one day because he didn't give up. His sacrifice covers all of us. But it was through brokenness. When you look at a Christian man or a Christian woman who seems to be at a great place and they're so full of joy and they're, they're at this level where they're serving the Lord at a great capacity and they seem to have it all together. Their kids are serving God. They, they, they seem to have everything going right for them. They may even be well off and have financially nice things. You better believe they've been through some brokenness. You, you better believe that God didn't entrust that to them at that level without first proving themselves that they could handle it on a previous level. If you were to look at the sales of some particular company, right, and like they look over a five-year period and, and, and look, look, kind of look at a graph where on, on, on the vertical column you see the amount of sales and on this column, this, this line, you see time that's gone by, you know, you would hope that that line would trail up and to the right, <laughs> right? Enough time goes by, we want sales to go up, and so we want the line to go up and to the right. And so when we think about being a Christian, what do we think about? We think about we need, we need peace in our lives. I want to get to the place where I can be peaceful. I want to get to the place where I can be joyful. I want to get to the place where I'm out of debt. I want to get to the place where God can entrust me with bigger things, bigger opportunities that I can have to be able to serve him greater. We want that number and that line to go up and to the right as well. And if you look at it over a long period of time, hey, uh, Joe, you know, he, he, he started out broke. He started out with, without any joy, without any peace. And look, five years has gone by, and Joe is one of the most people, pe peaceful people I know. He, he's the most joyful person I know. God has blessed him and turned his financial situation around. And so we see Joe at the beginning and Joe at the end, and that, num that line trailed up and to the right. Yay, Joe! But what we sometimes fail to see 
is that while the line trailed up and to the right, because before he didn't have peace and joy, now he does, the circumstances that God used to bring him from here to here didn't go up and to the right. The circumstances went down and to the left. When you begin to pray that, God, you know what? I, I need to love like you love. God is not going to just zap you with love. God is going to give you opportunities to love whenever you don't want to. He is going to put that person in your life that gets on every single nerve that you have. He is going to put that person in your life. He is going to change those circumstances in your life and allow things to happen to you so that when what you want to do is run and hide, he forces you to face your own vulnerability and pour love into that other person's life like he did yours. While at the end of the day, you may end up with being one of the most loving people that God has ever put on this earth, and maybe you didn't start out that way, and when you look at your life, that went up and to the right. The circumstances it takes to get there often go down and to the left. The way forward isn't up and to the right. The way forward is down and to the left, and it often happens in brokenness. And I, I want you to know this, too, because... This is important to know. Sometimes you think you're going through the worst time in your life and all you're doing is going backwards. The brokenness I feel right now can't be right. It can't be, I must be doing something wrong. It can't be God because this hurts too bad. And this, this situation is so difficult. To be sure, God wouldn't put this on me. I want you to understand something. Oftentimes, right before you, you, you get to the level, the end of a level, and you break into a new one, that's where the enemy hits you. And the reason is because he knows that you're getting ready to break through and get to a new place in God. God is getting ready to do awesome things through you. He's getting ready to bring you to a new level in him. He's getting ready to, to bring you to a place where you're serving him at greater capacities because of everything that you've learned in this level and you've been faithful. And the enemy knows if I don't stop this person right now, then they are going to go and do great things for God. He may not know what exactly they're going to be, but he knows that God has great plans for you. And so often it's the times where you think that, you know what, I must be going backwards. God must have forgotten about me. Often it's the time right at the end of a level, right before you break through into a new one, that you face the most difficult circumstances of your life that you've ever faced. It's when not just one or two things happen, but three and four things happen. And you feel like you're spinning and out of control. And what God is saying is, be faithful to me. I am going to be faithful to you. Keep going. Keep pushing. You don't know how close you are. I don't know what circumstances you're in today. I don't know what it is you may be facing where you feel like, given up, but what God is saying to you is don't stop now. Keep moving forward. I am bringing you from glory to glory. I haven't taken my eyes off you, and you are at the very cusp of going into a new place in me. Somebody say amen. If you think about David, uh, was a little boy in the Bible, and he ended up facing Goliath. Goliath was a nine-foot giant. Did you realize that God had great plans for David's life, but yet it wasn't until he faced Goliath that he was catapulted onto the scene, the public scene. Nobody even knew who he was, a little shepherd boy on the backside of nowhere. But then he faced Goliath, and that was the very thing that catapulted him onto the scene. Sometimes the enemy will show up right before God begins to do something great in you. There was a book recently uh, I heard called The Necessity of an Enemy. And it's oftentimes that that enemy that you feel like is, 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 has no place in your life, you feel like it's unfair, that's actually the very thing, if you'll remain faithful, that God will use to catapult you onto a new level. God did it for David. God will do it. He'll do it for you. When you stood the test, when you've remained faithful, God will promote you. God will promote you. There is power in the potential 
that you have when you're broken. And brokenness doesn't feel good. Brokenness hurts. Brokenness makes us feel helpless. Brokenness oftentimes makes us feel like a failure. But there's, there's power in the potential that you possess when you're broken. And it's because it's only when you're broken that God has the potential to build you into something better than you are now. I remember when, when my kids were little, they had these jumbo Legos. You know what I'm talking about? And they would often build things, and they'd come and show me. And, you know, as a dad, I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. And in the back of my head, like, the little boy's kicking in, and I'm like, I can build it better, you know? And, and my, my little boy, he comes up, and he says, Dad, I built a spaceship. And I'm like, wow, that's cool. And I'm like, I could totally build a better spaceship. I want to. I want to show him this. So I kind of, you know, ood nod over that for a minute, and I said, hey, you want to put some cool guns on the wings? Hey, you, you, you want to make it like where an actual guy can sit in there? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, woo, let's do it. And then I'm like five again. You know, I, I jump in there. And so I, I take it and I realize quickly that I have to take this thing apart in order to build it into what I wanted it to be. Not the whole thing, but just parts of it, right? And, and I forgot to tell him that. I forgot to prep him. So as soon as I take it apart, as soon as I start taking things that he had done apart, man, if you were in the other room, you thought I was killing him. Like, he literally started screaming. He literally, nah, don't take it apart. I worked hard on that. I'm like, it's going to be better. It's going to be cool. Just hold on. And I kind of work through the crying. I try to work really fast. And by the time it's over with, he loves it. It's better than he could have ever even have imagined. It's got the place where he can actually put a guy in there. It's got, it's got wings that are wider. It's got a tail on it. It's got a nice point. It's got guns. And now he can, like, you know, ride around and pretend like he's shooting. He couldn't do that before. But now, Dad, save the day, he can't. But it was very painful for him for me to take apart something that he had worked so hard to build. And, and isn't that how we are? We want to grow bigger in, in God. We want to grow deeper in God. We want God to do bigger things in us. But we scream bloody murder when he takes away a part of our lives that we've worked so hard to build. When, when God allows our lives to be put in pieces and it's, it's broken, and it, we, we feel like we failed. We feel like we're being, we're being tormented. We feel like this can't be God. This has to be the other person. We feel like it, this can't be God. This has to be Satan on my back, and this has to be, you know, everything the enemy's doing. This isn't, this isn't God. It can't be God. God doesn't work and hurt. God doesn't work by making me suffer like this. God, there, there is power in the potential that God can use when you're broken like no other time. Because when your life is in pieces, that's when God has the opportunity to build you into something better than you are now and get you ready for another level. And sometimes it feels like your world is just going from hurt to hurt, from disappointment to disappointment. But God is building you up. You, you don't see it right now. It, it hurts. It, you feel like a failure, but God is building you up. And if you'll trust him, you'll realize that you're not just going from hurt to hurt. You're not just going from pain to pain. What you're actually doing is going from glory to glory. You're going from a level to a new level in him, from something broken to something powerful. Paul says it like this in Ephesians 6. He says that when, you know, when you've stood truth and, and when you've stood for peace and been in right standing with God and you've kept your faith, He's saying sometimes when you've done everything you can to stand, sometimes you just have to stand. And he, he says in another part of the, of the scriptures, he says, you know what? It's when I'm the weakest, that's when I'm the strongest. 
It's when I've been broken down and beaten. That's when I begin to understand the realness of God's grace. It's not when I'm on the mountaintop, and by God, I'm grateful for the mountaintop experiences. Oh, but when I'm able to go through a season of pain, and when I go through a season where there's nothing I can do, but I begin to rely on God. Oh, man, by the time I get to this new place in Christ, and I'm standing at the mountaintop, I'm able to actually appreciate what it is that I have. Because I know what it is to be broken. Paul said, I know what it is to be hurt. I know what it is to be naked. I know what it is to be hungry. But in everything, he says, I've learned to give thanks. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When? When he is at the weakest point of his life. What do you do whenever your life is broken into pieces? Does your mind say my life is over? Or do you say, you know what, God, build me into what you want me to be. I'm going forward in you. Look at somebody say, I'm going forward. The next thing you have to do whenever you begin to understand that your life operates in levels is don't compare levels. <laughs> I, think, I think it's so often we, we compare ourselves to other people. Where are they at? Where am I at? There is nothing that will stunt your spiritual growth more than when you compare yourself to somebody else. It's a good idea to be inspired by somebody else. It's a good idea to pour into somebody else that's not where you are. But it's a bad idea to compare yourself. To somebody else. A couple of things will happen. Either you're going to look up in jealousy where you're not, or you're going to look down in judgment where somebody is not where you are. And when you start to look at others, don't think comparison. What you need to think is influence. Don't think, how can I compare myself to them? Be judgmental, be jealous. Think influence. How can I learn from where somebody else is? And how can I take what I know and pour it into somebody who is where I've already been? Comparison is a detriment. I, I wonder what you have in your life right now, in your heart, in your hands, that seems so insignificant to you because you spend so much time looking at OPL, other people's levels. And, and let, me, let me tell you where OPLs really kind of get in your face. Social media, Facebook. That's when you begin to look at other people's vacations and you begin to look at other people's marriages and you begin to look at other people's stages of life and other people's looks and, and, and other people's kids. We are so consumed where everybody else is, we're starving for significance where we are. And this is what you need to know. The enemy, he wants to keep you from going forward, but he can't take your significance away. He, he can't take the things that God has put in your life, the ingredients that God uses to make you up, your particular set of circumstances that God is going to use inside of you to take you forward. The enemy can't take that away from you. But you know what he can do? He can get you to think that what you have is insignificant. He can get you to think that, you know what, the grass is greener in somebody else's life to the point that he, you'd never use what God has put on the inside of you. And it's almost as if you never had it. If he can keep me focused on what's not in my house, he can, he can keep me from operating in it and growing in what God has put right there in front of me. And if we constantly focus on where we're not, we miss the parts of, of God that is in us that's going to grow us to the level right where we currently are. Where you are is precious to God. Where you are is significant to God. And you may look at yourself and it may seem like you don't have anything. It may seem small. It may seem like, you know what, it's not, it's not important. It's not what it used to be. I'm not the person that I probably need to be. It might not look like what somebody else has. But what you have now, if you'll be faithful with it, if, if you'll be strong, God, it's everything that God needs right now to get you to another level in him. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. But instead, look at where you are 
and understand that it's significant. And right where you're at, God wants to use what you have to move you into the next place in him. He will take every situation that you go through and shape you in such a way that prepares you to go to a new level. This is the last one. If you want to move forward in God, let go of what used to be precious in the past. Let go of what used to be precious in the past. Every one of us have come from a season that preceded the one we're in now. And every one of us, God willing, are going forward into a level that's not going to be where we're at right this second. God is, he's moving us forward. And then you know what? There are people, there are things, there are mindsets that used to be really important in seasons past that will never make it into the new one that God wants to bring into your life. It sounds hard to believe, but how many of you had some really good friends when you were teenagers or in your young 20s, and they're no longer a part of your life? How, how many of you used to think a certain way, and, and that certain way of thinking actually did you some good in a certain season of life, but as you matured and as you grew, specifically as you grew in God, you begin to realize that that particular mindset, it doesn't fit in the season of life and maturity that God has for me now. And because I've let that go and because I've let God transform me, accepted the new and gotten rid of the old, I've actually been walking in some different kinds of blessings, some bigger blessings. And God has entrusted me with bigger things. There are things in your life that you don't think you can live without. But the fact is, is that God is asking you to let go of some of those things to bring you into a place where those things can't exist. Every level comes new things that God wants to bring into your life. Things that he wants you to stop doing and things that he wants you to start doing. There was this thing called the Ten Commandments way back in the day. Anybody ever heard of them? And man, for, for, for the Jewish nation back then, that was, that was God's word that he wrote with his own finger. Moses came off the mountain. He was glowing. They were all scared to look at him. I mean, when they looked at the Ten Commandments, that was they, they, God said, do these things. And they looked at it as precious. They looked at it as this is God. And you fast forward into Jesus' time, man, and they're, they're lording it over people. You have to obey the Ten Commandments. You have to obey the law. The law. You have to obey, obey all these things that, that God asks us to do in the Old Covenant and the Old Testament. And it's interesting that Paul, when he's talking to the Corinthians about moving from glory to glory and moving from level to level and, and not being stagnant where you are but moving forward, let's listen to what he says in chapter 3, verse 6. He says, you know, there's this old way trying to be saved by keeping the Ten Commandments. He said, but that ends in death. In the new way, the Holy Spirit, listen how he didn't say he gets rid of the Ten Commandments. He said the Holy Spirit gives them life. Isn't that interesting? For some of you, you're still trying to wrap your head around. Is he saying the Ten Commandments aren't a good thing? <laughs> listen to what the Scripture says. Paul says, you know, they are if you're trying to do it without God. They are if you're trying to keep them. How many of you have ever told a lie in here? Ever. How many of you have, have ever disobeyed your parents? By the way, that's on the top ten. The, the scriptures say if you've, if, you've, if you've disobeyed one of them, you've disobeyed all of them. That means you're not perfect. That means you're not worthy of God. And he says if you try to live your life based on this old thing, it's going to end in death for you. What's the remedy? The Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ, accepting what he did for you on the cross. He said, and it's amazing that, that when you operate in this new thing, when you let go of the old and operate in the new, you'll find that those old things become fulfilled. 
Every requirement that you have to take you forward into a new level is found in the man, Jesus Christ, in the power of his Holy Spirit. What, are, what old things are you holding on to to keep you from moving forward? Let me just ask you that. What, what, what is it for you? Is it, is it a sin? Is it a fear? Because God, he's trying to move you to the next place in him to handle greater blessings that you can't hold now because you're still holding on to a certain thing. And maybe it's precious for you. Maybe, maybe you're still reserving for yourself the right to choose and you've always been that decisive person and that served you well. And God is saying, I want you to give that to me. Going into this new level, going into some of these challenges that you don't even know yet, man, you're really gonna have to have faith in me and trust me. And right now, you're still living and operating in a way of life that reserves for you to have control. And God's saying the challenges that you're going to face in this new level, it's going to bring bigger blessings, but, but there's no way you can have that mindset and go into this new place. And God, for some of you, he's saying, you need to let that go. Allow me to shape you. Maybe you're still holding a grudge against somebody. And God is saying, I'm, I'm getting ready to propel you in, into a new level of ministry. And it's going to be showing people love like you have never shown people love before. And they are going to see a healing in you that they've never seen before. Many are going to come to me because of what I do in you and because of this new level. But when you still hold on to something like a grudge and hurt and bitterness, he's saying there's no way. You're just going to keep repeating this level over and over again because this new level of ministry I have for you, you, that that can't exist in the new level. What, What are you holding on to? What was once worth holding on to as a means of hope can become a hindrance and keep you from moving forward. What, what things from past levels are you holding on to because it used to be meaningful? I, I think one of the ways that we, we do this is sometimes we, 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 we live today off of what God said yesterday. And let, let me explain that. Sometimes, man, we, we used to be in a good relationship with God. We used to be on fire for God. We used to raise our hands in church. We used to be in our scriptures every day. And maybe that's waned for you. And maybe you would say, you know what, I'm not out in left field somewhere, but man, my relationship with God isn't as white hot as it used to be. And I talk to people all the time like that, and I love everybody. I love people. But it's amazing when I ask them, how, how are you and God doing? They immediately revert back to the last place they were. I mean, it's like instead of saying, you know what, I'm doing really bad. I need to, I need to move forward. In my, they always go, you know what, I used to be in church. Or my grandparents had me in church all the time. I, I, I used to be on, I used to attend here. I, I, I used to, it's almost as if we're, we're holding on to what God did yesterday as a reason to suffice whoever, where we are now. As if somehow what's in the past is going to move us forward. And what God is saying, don't live today off of yesterday. God has enough wisdom and knowledge and things he wants to speak into your life today that would blow you away. Don't live well off of what God did yesterday. Commit to yourself today and say, you know, I'm moving forward in God. I want to go to a new level in him. There, there's something in God that he wants to do in me, and I am not content staying where I am. And when we settle for what God did yesterday, when we settle for the blessings of a past level, when we settle for things that we think are important that, that is from yesteryears, it clouds our view for what God wants to do in us now and how he wants to move us forward into a new level. God doesn't want you to hold on to the past as some kind of, you know, as some kind of, of, of scoreboard. He, he, he doesn't want you to hold on to how bad or how good you used to be. But I tell you what he'll do. He'll use those things as a springboard for what he's getting ready to do in your future. I, it's interesting. I was, uh, we just moved recently. And Jessica and I, we, we moved to uh, closer into town. 
And the house that I lived at before, I lived there for about four years and I planted a tree when I first got there. And I'm telling you, it was like this tall. And by the time we got ready to leave, it was, it was really tall, maybe about 12, 15 feet high. And uh, every morning I would go out and, and walk Jessica and Peyton to the car and it was early in the morning. She gets up way too early, by the way. So um, I guess that's part of my challenge. It's part of God moving me to new levels. Is <laughs> so I walked out and, and they leave and I begin to look over at this tree and it's got the most beautiful blooms on it. It had never bloomed before. And it had so many new blooms on it. And I knew we were getting ready to move. And I walked over and I thought, God, it was like this moment where I was like, I planted this tree. <laughs> this is mine. And I can't take it because the people that are buying our house have already seen the tree and they already love it. And I've already signed the paperwork. God, why is it that what's starting just now to bloom in my life, you're asking me to leave? And it just became this spiritual moment for me. And God said something so profound to me. And I hope it lands with you today. He said, Ryan, the beautiful blooms that you see on this tree, he said, I gave to you right now for this season of your life. But if you hold on to this, he said, you're going to miss what I have for you because what I have for you going forward, he said, I'm capable of producing more blooms. I'm capable of producing more blessing. And the things that you can't see from now, if you'll trust me with this and walk away from it, walk away and let it go, you'll be shocked and amazed at what I have for you in another level with me. What are you holding on to? that God is asking you to let go of. Can you stand with me? I want us to do this. I asked the band to come back up. And what we're going to do is we're just going to sing this song together as kind of a last declaration of what God wants to do in your life. An acknowledgement that I'm not going to stand still any longer. An acknowledgement that I want to move forward in Jesus. Is there anybody in the room that wants to go forward in God? Come on, let's give God praise in this house today.